0: Welcome to Sliding Home, the ultimate baseball performance podcast. My name is Dr. Chris McKenzie, board-certified sports and orthopedic physical therapist, where each week we bring you the secrets of successful baseball training professionals, players, and coaches to help you unlock your true potential so you can dominate on the diamond and achieve your baseball dreams. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's get after it. Hi, welcome back to the Sliding Home Podcast. I am Dr. Chris McKenzie, and I have a special guest on today, and uh, he was actually on the last time that I recorded a podcast interview, and I apologize for those of you that were waiting uh, now over a year for an episode to drop again, but uh, I just hadn't made it a a big priority in my life. But I plan to in the future here, in the near future here, because I really do enjoy talking people and learning more uh, so I can share that learning with you. So my next guest is none other than Paul Reddick, and you may have heard of him. He's been a uh, coach and educator and a mentor to baseball players and parents and other coaches for the past 24 years. Uh, He's the director of the Yogi Berra Museum baseball camp, Um, and he's led the baseball education youth development and peak performance coaching industry for such a long time. Paul is just a powerhouse when it comes to baseball education. And Paul has a very important message that he wants to get out. And he has written a new book called the, the 567 Dad. Now, the 567 Dad book is meant to teach you actionable exercises to unleash the full potential of your son or your daughter. In baseball and beyond, so that's what we really want to do. We know that some portion of our kids are only will will make it to the you know higher levels of baseball, but a large majority of them won't. So we want to make sure that they have good internal motivation to be able to achieve everything in life that they want to achieve, whether it's related to baseball or not. And this book is kind of a roadmap. It kind of helps parents. And dads connect with their kids when they might think that they're losing that connection. Uh, So this is a great book. And in this episode, uh, Paul and I discuss what what 5, 6, 7 actually is. It's actually a type of conversation. Um, And it really gets to the... Number 5, 6, and 7 really get to the deep-seated reasons why... Why we? Why people? Why why our sons and daughters do the things that they do? And this book helps us get on the same level as them. So, uh, in this episode with Paul, we talk about a lot of stuff. We talk about you know what five six seven actually is, um, how to have a five six seven five six seven conversation as a coach, uh, what to say you know before the game, during the game, after the game. Uh, we learn why to you parents out there what the number 20, why why the number 23 is the most important number for you um, and it pertains to your child's age. We also learn how our children spell love, L-O-V-E. We learn actually what, what love means to them uh, and that can be a, a guiding principle for you Moving forward, so this is really a great episode. This is a great message. Paul ne- needs to get this out, and there's not a better time than right now. Uh, with all the distractions in life, technology, this is going to really help us. Um, really help parents reconnect to our children, and using, baseball, and using baseball as that medium. So, without further ado, I'm going to bring on Paul, and we're going to discuss this and. Um, He'll tell you how to get your hands on this book absolutely for free, so stay tuned to the end of the episode and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome back Paul Reddick. Um, actually, the last, last podcast episode that I really recorded uh, was with Paul, and it was touching on this same subject, about five, six, seven. And Paul has out a new book which I read, and it's absolutely tremendous. Um, it's called The 567 Dad, and it's not only for dads, but um, it's very appropriate for dads, coaches, well, also moms. Yep. Um, and so uh, I just wanted to have Paul back on the podcast to talk about this book because I thought it was great. I think it's a great message <laughs> for everyone. So, Paul, welcome back. The podcast.
1: Thanks, Doc. I appreciate it, man. Always appreciate your time.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to jump right in. Why, why did you write this book?
1: So, very clearly, um, <clears throat> I don't remember exactly the last time we were on the last podcast, but um, this five, six, seven theme has run through everything else I do in uh in my life it runs through obviously personal life it runs through another business that i run it's the main focus which you came to one of our seminars and saw and i never brought it to the baseball community even though it started 10 12 years ago for me in baseball so i just decided to do this process with with dads and they could probably go back to the last podcast and see you know the five six seven stuff like that but um so august 2nd 2016 i I, we put out a notice. To people are to set up calls to go through a five, six, seven, and have like a little 15 minute phone call. And the first dad of the first call, um, opened the call and said, I think baseball cost me my relationship with my son. Hmm. And like my heart like sank into my foot, right? Like, um, quite honestly, if I did not have calls backed up, I probably would have emailed my assistant and said, you know, let's, let's this, this is not what I've signed up for. You know, I don't, I can't, And, um, but what I, what I really quick, quick, quickly understood, especially in developing a relationship with this father, um, his son had just come to him and told him that he did not want to go play college baseball. So it was August 2nd. He was set to leave in a few weeks. Didn't want to go, didn't want to go to that college, was only continuing in baseball to make his dad, you know, proud or to, you know, to, because his dad was so into it. And it was significant because the conversation that they had was the first conversation they had in weeks. Sorry, they're doing work here. I don't know if you hear that in the background, but that's okay. Good. okay. <laughs> um, of course, like right at the moment, right? They were <laughs> recording. Um, so this was the first conversation they had in weeks. And, um, he told me over time that he did three things wrong. Number one, he, he, um, he pushed his kid too hard. Mm-hmm. And this was a good man. This was not a. This was not a loony. Yeah, you know, this was a good man. Um, he pushed his kid too hard. He said we could have accomplished a hundred percent of what we accomplished with probably seventy percent of the effort we put in. He said we could have used that other time just to be kids, uh, Netflix, what, you know, what, whatever, right? So he definitely said he put in too much time, pushed his kid too hard. The second thing was he trusted. He put his kid in the wrong programs, and what he saw was these programs were using the success of his son to build their academies, teams. And he said, these guys built their business on my son's arm. And the third thing was he trusted the wrong coaches, that there were coaches that ran his kid out to pitch, his kid was good, and um, they abused his kid's arms so they could win some plastic trophies. Yeah. And those seem like very clear-cut problems. Right? You push your kid too hard, put him in the wrong programs, trusted the wrong coaches. Now those are the things, those are those are definitely what caused it, but it's not the root. The root of it is, is that here was a father and a son that did not know how to communicate. That was the issue. That when it got to the point of where the kid said, This is like a prison sentence I feel like I'm going to. For, four, for the next four years, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go there where, you know, kind of push comes to shove. And the kid finally says, I'm out. Right. I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm just not doing it. And that, that's when communication, um, you know, that's when uh, they finally communicated at this point of like, you know, where they had to communicate. So what I try to do in the book is, is give dads a roadmap to communicate with their kids. Because here's the thing, Doc the Little League you and I played is very similar to the Little League that our fathers played a generation ago, right? Mm-hmm. They played Little League in the spring, half of the summer, and that was it. And, like, you went to the beach for a week and, and you went to school, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember, like, when fall ball started. That was like, whoa, you know, you're know, you going to play, like, eight games in the fall. Isn't it cold, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and so now our kids are playing a game – that's very different. The pressure is something we've never experienced. I had a dad um, on the phone who said to me, I never played a championship game in my life. It was in our little league, like my little league, you played a season. There was a township championship. There were two teams we in, and that was the end of it. And there was an all-star team that played four games. You know, The Williamsport team you know, played four games and came back home. And, and so he said to me, I can't, I not I have nothing in common with my son. I'm, I, I don't know what it's like to play in a championship game. And it seems like he's playing in them like all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to communicate. The intensity that the kids are playing with is different than what we played with. The, um, the investment of time is way different. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like our baseball practices ended at six 30 tops. You know, if you were a little league coach in my town and you were running practices too late, you were you are mothers coming, you know, saying, let's go, pulling you off the field. And so now all of this and the investment and the time that the family now has to make. Um, and so all those things kind of, of taking into account, we don't understand the environment with which our kids are in now. Now, add in the communication factor that we used to go outside, play, interact, and talk. And now kids tweet, snap, and text. We may know about social media and we may comprehend it, but we'll never understand it. Like the average 13 year old understands it, who had it for most of his life, or at least most of the life for, you know, he was a school aged child. So here we are, we're stuck in, we don't understand the environment that they're in. We don't understand their communication system. And we wonder why we're losing connection with our kids. And so that's been my mission with the book is after hundreds of these phone calls with dads is seeing that this is a really big issue and um, a really a, a big issue. So that's what I really want to do is just give dads a, a little bit of a roadmap so that they could communicate and connect with their sons in this kind of new ever moving future that we're, we seem to be caught in.
0: Now, how do you, how are you able to better communicate with your son with a 567 conversation can you explain like what what actually 567
1: actually is and how you get there yeah 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 so it's in the book and it but basically what it is is it's a conversation that starts with you know what is your goal and that would be number one so it's one two three four five six seven we start with like what is your goal and then we ask the same question i tell people how to do it in the book we ask the same question six times what's important to you about that so when my dad died, my dad died when he was 54 years old. And, and, uh, it, you know, the best way I could describe that to someone, I know people who have lost their father know what that's like, but I, I lost him at a time in my life where I was struggling and, uh, and I needed them, you know, and it was, it was almost like a, a, a cell phone call that dropped and I couldn't get them back. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't get him back on the line when I needed him the most. And I, I think about that. And, uh, you know, my, my, my dad died, he 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 had some lifestyle issues that weren't good. You know, he, he drank, he smoked, he's kind of an old um, nork, Irish, Vietnam vet, you know, he, he he a great man, never missed a day of work in 30 years, mowed the lawn in Little League, six o'clock on Sunday mornings, but he had these two things that ended up costing him a lot. And I often think that, you know, was, was my dad ever asked those questions? What's important to you about that? So when I do this with dads, I always ask them, like, what's the baseball goal? And they'll say like playing college or something like that. And then then I'll say, well, what's important to you about him playing in college? And the path down to five, six, seven will be like, well, because I want him to be a success. Why do you, well, you know, what's important about him being a success? I want him to be a leader. What's important to you about him being a leader? I want him to be able to have a success beyond baseball. And that would, you know, be that would be like number four. And so number one through four is kind of like the surface level BS we just tell. And five, six, seven is like, the real heart of what we are. And that's why it, a lot of people get stuck there and we say, well, why do you want him to to have a, you know, a successful life? And, he's, and it gets to, well, I want him to be able to have fulfillment and to be a family. And that usually leads to like, I want to be a great husband, father, leader. And what's important to you about that is that it would fulfill my mission as a dad. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's all those types of things. And a lot of times spiritual beliefs, faith beliefs come in as you get deeper. Mm-hmm. And what, um, uh, what what we often find is that baseball never makes it to number two on the list. It, it never carries over. So we start with a baseball goal and we end up with completing your mission as a father.
0: Right. You
1: know? So number one could swap, could be Eagle Scout, guitarist, doctor, what, whatever, right? It doesn't matter. Right, two right. through seven would stay the same. And so we're just using baseball as this vehicle to, get to this place that we want to go to. Everybody's five, six, seven is, is, is different. Mm -hmm. And so when dads call me up, uh, or I see dads out, if I'm speaking, um, they'll say, do that. Hey, that thing you do, do, do it on my kid, do it on my kid. And I never do it with kids because it's, I'm not their leader. The message will only come down. maybe if I was their coach, it would be different, but, um, but it has to come from their leader. So, um, the magic in a 567 is articulation and demonstration. So, um, articulating a 567 is telling your family or your team, if you're the coach, what's most important to you. So, a 567 sets the beat, and your team, your family catches the rhythm. But if there's no beat, there's no rhythm. All right and a lot of times fathers, and how were we taught to, I'll, I'll tell you a story later that, that illustrates perfectly what I'm talking about, but, but you and I came up through a generation, um, I'm 29, you must be what? Uh, uh, I'm 44. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that you didn't laugh when I said that, that was good. Um, so, uh, but we came up in, in, in a generation where, where you know, um, when I speak to coaches, I say there's 100 coaches in the room. I say the law of averages says there's probably five or six of you going through something right now. You know, maybe there's an illness in your family or there's a, maybe a problem in your relationship or there's there's something right. The law of averages have come through something serious. But if I asked all of you individually, how are you doing? What would everybody say? I'm just fine. Fine. Yep. Yep. Good. And that's how we're taught to communicate. Right. So when there's no beat, your family can't get on rhythm or if the beats too low, They can't get on rhythm or if the, or sometimes the beat is and and, and it drowns everybody out. Right. Or sometimes the beat is, it goes away and it goes away. And a a, a drummer that can't hold the beat, the whole band turns around and looks at the drummer to get back on rhythm when he changes the beat. Mm -hmm. So somebody that keeps changing the beat, um, a drummer, they get fired. A band loses trust in them, uh, and they get fired. So, um, It's the job of the father, the coach, or the leader to set the beat. And I talked to dads. Here's an amazing statistic. It comes from uh, churches. If a man brings his family to church, 93% of the time, the family follows. If the mom brings the family to church, 17% of the time, the family falls, if the child brings the family to church 3% of the time. Mm-hmm. So as leaders, and we talk, we work with a lot of moms. I love the baseball moms, but you know, the, baseball is generally a father son thing. Um, and so the, the fathers have to be leaders. So I get calls from coaches all the time and I'll go out and speak to teams, uh, from time to time. And a coach will say to me, my team's scattered can't play together, can't get them on the same page. I I don't know what it is. They got talent. They're they're all together. First thing I'll do is a five, six, seven with the coach. And, uh, the one I always use as an example is a coach whose number five was to play as a team. His six was to, uh, play by their values, which they had defined. We could talk about values later too, if you want. Mm -hmm. And, um, and number seven was to raise principle centered young men. So, I would, after I do a five, six, seven, I asked the coach, if I were to walk into your locker room right now and throw those three things up on your board, would your team recognize them as the things that are most important to you? Or do they think your their job is to win this weekend? And every one of them said they think their job is to win this weekend mm-hmm. because that's what we measure and what we measure. They make important. What frustrates us, they try and fix. So of course they think their job is to win. What else would they think? Their kids. But the articulation for the first time of a five, six, seven is, is enough to get it going. Um, the demonstration of it over time, that's when you're real. That's like when the, when the band comes together. So you can articulate it to your family, to your team. This is what's most important to me in how I'm going to lead you. And then the demonstration of that over time, um, it, that's, that's, that's the magic. Gotcha. Now, yeah. how,
0: I know that we haven't, talked about it yet how a how you can start a five six seven conversation as a father but since we were just talking about coaches how would a coach start a five six seven conversation with his team do you do it one by one do you do it as a group do you say you know I'm, I'm the coach and this is what i believe in yeah
1: what do you do so first, first things first is they have to go first so leaders don't push they pull i love that. So yeah. Leaders don't push, they pull. Um, and that's my, my uh, partner, Vince, you met. Um, mm-hmm. That's his phrase. And so um, if you're going to go into the dark, scary, if you're going to ask your family to go into the dark, scary place, which is emotions, we have to go. I already went, checked it out. It's fine. Come with me. 97% of the time, the family will follow, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's, that's the first step is to say, I did this exercise. Here's mine. Here is what's most important to me. Now, what I want to do, and this is the most important question that we could ask our young men. I want to ask you, what's most important to you? And and it's a very simple process. You know, you just sit down with a piece of paper and you write one through seven. And you ask first, what's your goal? And I always want to start with a very specific goal, not like just wanting to be happy or you know, I just want to have fun, right? Because that's just kind of we just say that stuff, right? That's we all know that's just a makes for a good Instagram thing, but that's about it. So what's a real goal? you know and And so a lot of kids will say you like play in the big leagues or play D1 or something like that." And when you get to the end of, the, of their of their five, six, seven, you'll find out that they're so far away what they're really using that D1 or major league thing to do is is really accomplish something that usually they already have. And uh, one of the things I, I like to, to, to I love the thought when we set goals and I believe in setting goals, but I think there's also a a dark side to it where they can become too kind of oppressive in a way in our own life where we we think that there is better than here. Mm -hmm. That somehow when I get there, I, it will be better than here. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, it's, it's a, it's a very common thing in addiction, right? Somebody uses something to take them there to get away from here. Mm -hmm. So what I say is one through four is, is kind of there, but five, six, seven is always here. I've never met anyone who's five, six, seven. They couldn't go right now and start enjoying and start, uh, in, you know, and start, uh, uh, having that be present in their life. Hmm. Um, never had anyone that couldn't just start doing it. So the first step is you start with you, you show your son yours and, um, uh, and sit down with them and do this two-minute exercise. The faster you go through it, the better. One of the phrases I give to dads is, just play this two-minute game with me. And what I'm counting on is you to be truthful. I don't want you to give me the answers that dad wants to hear. I Just just, just give me a well, I'm looking for the truth. I want to know what's, what's really in your heart, when your soul. And we've had a few conversations with dads that went home and did 5-6-7 with their son after they did it with me. And um, their son quit baseball. Because the, the, they get to the end, and the father and the kids like, yeah, I don't want to play baseball. The kids like, I was doing it for you. The father's like, what are you talking about? I'm doing this for you. He's oh, like, you mean wow. you mean we could go get bagels on Saturday? Like we don't have to, you know, <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to drive seven hours to play in Fort in a quadruple header, and um, uh, yeah. So and and I've never had anyone that quit that I know of that didn't come back and say thank you. Right. You know, for for because we would have been down this path not communicating you know and that's that's really the key is can you communicate with your son at, at a heart level which i've never met a father that didn't want that maybe that lonzo ball guy uh, you know that the nba guy maybe right. he's a little he's a little nuts but but we can probably crack him too <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i imagine that this can be a challenging conversation to have with your son um what what age range is appropriate to have a five six seven conversation with your son and and how might someone start to develop the courage to be able to do it
1: so um on the courage side um that lessons when you do it yourself mm-hmm. right you see that you know hey there there was a lot of times um I, I did a five, six, seven one time with it with a guy and I'm going to use this music analogy. And he said to me, I feel like you gave me the lyrics to a song I've been hearing in my head my whole life. Mm. So for a lot of times, there's a lot of that where it's, you know, there's a little bit of discovery for the dad and that, you know, just that discovery kind of feeds them into the courage to do it uh, for their sons. Um, age is interesting because I used to say, wait. I say, wait, that you might not get a lot out of younger kids, but Mm -hmm. I've had guys do it with eight-year-olds and they run through it and they get a five, six, seven. And I've had them do it with 18-year-olds and the 18-year-olds are like, huh? You know. So you don't know. What I will say is I think the earlier we can do it, the better. Um, Because uh, when they are old enough to understand – they will know that this is a song they've always been hearing, mm-hmm. you know? So in, in, uh, in the book, you know, I, we, I keep me and my wife's wedding picture in our son's room, right? It's kind of a weird place, right, to put your wedding picture. But to me, I, I, they don't understand it yet. They're still too little. <clears throat> but when they do understand it and they ask, why is that there? I'm going to say that's there because I want you to know that the love I have for your mother and the love she has for me is the reason why we're here. Mm-hmm. And that it's, it all started there. And when they are old enough to realize that, they're going to say, "Wow, that's always been there because of that reason." Must be, you know. Hope, I hope, you know, they'll feel that it, it will be important. I'm not going to. I don't want to leave it to chance. I guess, you know, I don't want to ever assume that. And it's, and it's a big issue I see with a lot of dads is they they make assumptions that their kids understand how they feel about them. You know, I've had dads say, but yeah, but I I coach the team. I drive them here. I drive them there. No, you're supposed to do that. You're their father. That's not telling them you love them. That's not telling them you care for them. That's not finding out what's truly important to them. You know, um, but and a five, seven, I'll do that for you. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Um, in the book, you mentioned some tips and strategies to do if you, you know, you are the dad and you are the coach as well. When, do you turn off becoming a coach? When do you turn on becoming a dad? And yeah. how does that mix um, really
1: play out? Yeah, so it, it's, it's real simple. It's simple to describe, harder to do, right? You're a coach when you're coaching, and your dad when you're a dad. Simple. Simple as that. Yeah. So right now, I'm, I'm the, um, you know, just well, I know who you're talking to. A little addition to my resume here I'm the assistant soccer coach for yeah. the seven year old uh, team. All right, man. Uh, yeah. And the only thing I know in soccer is you kick it in the goal and don't <laughs> touch it. Don't touch it. Um, so, I, you know, for the first couple of practices, my son wants to come up to me and I have to tell him, you know, daddy's coach now. And, and then the minute practice is over, um, we'll be dad. You know, so, um, but that's, it's easier said than done. So, one of the best tips um, that I could give you is find something to break the pattern. So, one dad, uh, this was a tip given to us on our podcast, the dad, um, he will take a lap or he'll tell, hey, I'm just going to go look for foul balls. I'm going to look for stray balls around the field. And he'll just walk around the field. And that's his time to kind of, you know, we, hey, let's, let's face it. Emotions get to the best of us, right? And no matter how enlightened we think we are. And so he, he walks around the field and comes back. And when he comes and sits down, he's dead. Now, some guys can just flip the switch. Um, a, another great tip, uh, from this, uh, from a coach friend of mine, Howard Ashkinos, uh, probably the best thing I've ever heard in baseball. And Howard's a coach, coached 20 years, coaches, kids. And he was on the podcast, our baseball dads podcast. And he, and, and I, uh, he said the best baseball tool that I have in my bag. And when you say that, right, every baseball person, like, what's it? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah right, and he said, he has four cones and a soccer ball like oh wait a minute is it like a defensive drill and you're is it you, what, what is it right no he says after they take, take a tough beat um he takes them out into the uh outfield away from the parents he sets up two goals and he throws the soccer ball and says pick up you know choose teams and play a soccer game hmm. and for 15 minutes the kids play soccer and he says it returns them right to being kids again right yeah because now they're trying to play against each other and win they're laughing they're busting each other's chops right Right. and the parents get a chance to cool down he gets a chance to cool down and he goes everything's fine and and 15 minutes later everybody forgot about the game that was so ultra important um you know uh, 20 minutes ago and the that is the absolute best tip i've ever heard in in my yeah 25 years of of being around baseball
0: that is really cool
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: um in the book, you mentioned that 23 is a special number. Yep. So, um, what is so special about the number 23?
1: So it should be the most important number that us as parents and uh, uh, and leaders focus on. Nothing to do with Michael Jordan. Um, it, But it's around the age of 23, give or take a year, that our kids will take their first step out into the real world. Mm-hmm. So – what do we want? So, I, I, you know, I live here in New Jersey, so I picture that, you know, like my son hopping off that train for his first day of work out into the real world. Um, what do I need to get in there? What do I need to get in here and to get in here in the time that I have that prepares him for that day? And as so in the, in the book, we have like the, the, the diagram of the funnel, right? It gets smaller and smaller as time goes on. So if your kids are young, the funnel's pretty wide. You could put a lot of things in there. Um, and as the funnel narrows, it gets harder and harder to get things in there. Your influence becomes less and less. So one of the things I always tell, tell parents is, has your, has your son played on a bad team? Has your son sat the bench? Has your son been cut? Okay. So if you're only managing situations so that your son can be a superstar or your son never has to deal with the, the rigors of, of life, how is he going to be when he steps off that train at age 23 and he goes up into an office or becomes a teacher or a law enforcement or whatever they do or a physical therapist and all of a sudden he's going to get rejected. Yep. He's going to get cut. You know, um, He's going to deal with being on a team where maybe he's not the star. Or being on a team with players that maybe he doesn't particularly like, but has to work with, Mm -hmm. you know, how are we preparing them for that? Um, And the the other, the other reason why I came up with the 23 funnel was um, I meet too many 20 somethings who spent the last 10 years of their life, travel, baseball, high school, baseball, Academy, elite college, and then they get out into the real world and here's where they're at. They have no ability to make friends. I can't tell you the name, names you would know if I told them to you that I spoke to that are social, socially inept because as a baseball team, every March, you get handed 15, 16 friends. These are your buddies. you to be hanging out with them for the next six, nine months or the next three months, whatever. These are your buddies. And yeah, you all dress alike. You all like the same thing. It's great. But then you go out into the real world and you're sitting now in an office or um, in a high school or college, wherever you're doing, a teacher. And all of a sudden, not everybody everybody thinks it's cool that you're an elite baseball player. Nobody actually cares anymore. You know, now everybody's kind of moved on to real things. And this kind of uh, this little ecosystem that you lived in that you got fed your friends. Now, all of a sudden, you don't have it. And you don't know how to make friends. You don't know how to say hello to someone. You don't know how to, uh, you know, I was going to say baseball. like you don't know how to spit and you know, talk to someone without spitting. You know, you don't know how to do these things because it, it's it, you never had to. Right. You never had to. And so, um, you know, part of that is developing our son socially. And I have a great story. I have a great lifelong story. I was the worst basketball player that ever came out of Union, New Jersey. I mean, if you want to talk about a five, I like to say five eleven, but it's probably five ten. Um, we'll say five eleven. It's on a podcast. It's sure. it's on the internet. It's real, right? So five sure. eleven. Um, and and I got this is it. That's the vertical. Um, I can't I I can't shoot. I can't lay. I can't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. I was the guy that when the coach out of the locker room, he handed me the rebound chart to keep. <laughs> Because he knew it wouldn't be interrupted by me going in the game, you know Uh, what I mean? Like I, I, you know, there was just going to keep the chart all game. And but my best friend of thirty years, uh, no more than that, nearly forty years now. I keep forgetting how old I am. um, Was one of the best basketball players on our team. You 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 met TC. He he works for us. Mm -hmm. He um, he's a big part of our company now. We he's like my brother. I, I I couldn't imagine my life without him. Our connection was through basketball, mm-hmm. and I would have we I, we we knew each other. We were friendly, but we really became friends when we were kind of on the same team. And he had a basketball hoop in his backyard, and we played these like epic, you know, uh, wars and in his backyard. And so, I don't know what my life would be without him in it. Uh, he's been with me through thick and thin. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, that on the day my dad died, I called him. I said, "Man, I'm I'm struggling today." Twenty minutes later, I turn around. He was there. He had called. He had. I don't know what he told the people at work, but he left work and came and he stood there with me all day long. So you know, there's just more to it. And so I think about that funnel all the time. That um, I I got to make sure that my values, the values I want my sons equipped with, um, when they are faced with difficulty in life, that I that they're cement. You know, they're standing up on a on a solid rock. Uh, when they take that first step out in the real world. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, going back to the younger population or kids, how
1: do our children spell L O V E? Yeah. So I have an update on you, an uh, uh, update for you on this. So I, uh, I, I love this book. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. But you know, you, you've done a lot of stuff, you've done products, right? You, you know, the minute you're done with it, and it goes out, you're like, oh. I wish I would have changed this. Yeah, I wish I would have changed it. Now, we're going to update it. We will as time goes on. So kids, you spell love T-I-M-E, mm-hmm. right? The time that you spent with them, I think in this, I think it shifted and I had an epiphany with on this after I'm done. I don't know that kids spell love T-I-M-E anymore because we can be present but disconnected. Sure. We can be standing there and looking at our phone. Um, I think kids spell love, A-T-T-E-N-T-I-O-N. Wow. I hope I got that right. Attention. Yeah. yeah. And um, so this, 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 is, this makes me cringe when I see it at sporting events. A kid does something well, or he, or he misses a ball, gets a hit, misses a ball, scores a goal, whatever. And uh, he's looking over to dad or mom for reassurance when something goes wrong. Or for, uh, you know, you did good type thing and, and mom and dad are doing this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did I miss something? Oh, sorry. I'm checking the Knicks score. The right. Knicks won, have won 10 games in four years. I want to make sure to see if they're going to win the 11th game. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it, 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 we, we're in an age where attention is a, a super valuable commodity. So I believe time is important. But I think attention is more important. So I would rather you have um, a non-negotiable fixed period of time that you are spending uninterrupted with your child. So, um, I, you know, I try my best to do that in, in blocks. But if you, a lot of dads will say, I don't have hours to spend with them. If you've got a half hour of uninterrupted time where you're going to put your phone away, take them out for ice cream, play Xbox with them play a board game, go for a walk or, or, you know, it's not baseball related. Quality time is not baseball because one of the traps that, that I, I mentor a lot of dads through is, um, baseball stops, right? They turn, they turn 13, um, testosterone starts flowing in their body. All of a sudden mom is not the prettiest girl they've ever seen in their life, right? They find out there's other, there's other things to life all of a sudden hanging out with dad is not the coolest thing to do. They want dad to drop them off around the corner from the mall and they walk and now dads are struggling. And when they thought they had it, you didn't have it. You had an environment and a situation that uh, kind of forced it a little bit. And you thought that was connection. It wasn't, it was kind of like in school, like, you know, you had buddies like in high school that you, you at high school, on graduation day, you said, we're going to hang out every day for the rest of our lives, right. right? And then what happened a month later? It stopped. Yeah, and, and you haven't seen them since, right? And, but they're, <laughs> they're still your buddies, you know? But yeah. it was just the environment you were in. I got coaching buddies like that, you know? They called me up. I haven't spoke to them in four or five years. And it's like, you know, right? but so that's the way it goes. So when that ends, it ends. And dads really struggle to get connection. And here's the other thing, too. Let's not discount the dad in this, you know, that the dad, all of a sudden losing a connection with your son is, is really difficult for a father. You know, let's not forget that fathers are people too. Um, there's a little boy inside of that man. Um, and, and a lot of dads reject or or don't deal well with rejection like that. And, um, it's been a very interesting year because I've had dads come to me with some real problems. I mean, some real, real heavy stuff. And it took me a few months to realize, like, why are they coming to me with this stuff? You know, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist or anything. I'm not, you know, I have, I have experience of battling my own demons, um, and that's really helped. I never thought I would teach other people what I used to kind of deal with my own stuff. But I realized very quickly that they weren't going to their psychologist. They didn't want to go to a psychologist. They didn't want the psychologist to show up on the credit card. They didn't want it to show up on the health insurance. They weren't going to their priests because they didn't want the, the, you know, they didn't, they didn't want that. And they don't want their, they're not going to their wives because they don't want their wives to know they have a problem. And they're not going to their buddies because they all think they're the only ones going through it. Yeah. So what's interesting is that they could come to me and on the cell phone, it shows up. It's baseball. Ah, I was talking baseball with the guy. Yeah you know, and they, I'm telling you, and I, I've just kind of accepted this. I have some faith beliefs around this, that, that, um, I've kind of accepted this as just as where I'm being called and what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's been, it's been a, a, an eye opening year, but, you know, very fulfilling in a lot of ways too. I think, and I hope on both sides, you know, between the, for them and me.
0: Okay. Awesome. Um, wow. That's, I mean, you said that when dad's, Contact you. They usually feel one of three things. They 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 feel like they missed their moment with their son, or they're actively missing their moment, or that they're about to miss their moment. Yeah. When you say moment, does that mean that connection? Do you feel like it's it's the connection that they never really made, and then? Yeah.
1: yeah what, what you what what you'll find out very quickly as as a dad is that all the cliches are true. They're all true. Um, you blink your eye and all of a sudden you, you were holding a baby one second and all of a sudden they're in kindergarten yeah. and you blink your eye again. And all of a sudden, you know, I had this uh, um, I think I sent you an update to the end of the book where I had this moment where um, my wife always said my son and I looked alike. And I never, never saw it. Never. You know, I don't think you can see that, you know, in yourself. And I held him up to the mirror one time. He wanted to look at himself in the mirror and I looked at him and (laughs) I've seen that dude before. Yeah. That I, that that what happened? Whoa. You know, and here I was looking at him looking at what I was and here he is looking at me looking at what he will be. Um, and in a, in a flash, right? So it moves quick. So a dad can miss his moment. You know, I, I think, there's not like this standing still point of being a parent. There's this, this flow and it moves really quick. And so that moment is from that, from the minute they put them in your arms to the time you're sending them off, you know, maybe to college or out into the real world. And all of a sudden now there's, um, you know, there, there, it's gone, you know, and every day that passes by is a day that you have, you can either put an investment or make a withdrawal um into your kid and um and i just talked to dads who again get caught up in the baseball thing and they think that's it you know yeah. they think um that that's the moment and then that ends yeah and then like kind of what do they do you know so i would say to the dads here if, if you've missed your moment you can repair it you can repair it i've mentored a lot of dads through that process Um, it's very, it's totally doable, totally doable. If you feel like maybe you are, you are, if you, if it's, if you think it's a problem, it's a problem. Um, if you, and, and that's easy to get that one back on the highway, you know, so to speak. Um, and if you haven't, if you're just like, Hey, things are kind of going good here, but what you're saying, I could see how that might happen. You can start now to, to make, you know, to do, to make some investment there, um, in your son, you know, you can start to real, really quickly. You can lay the, the, the foundation for this stuff. Awesome. And you're not the only one out there. Also. No, no. Uh, one of the reasons we started baseball dads podcast was, um, our first, I don't know, 20 episodes or so were interviews with other dads. And the reason why I did that is every single father I talked to thought, I'm sure no other dads going through this. Or you know I, this is this is a bad situation, I really don't know who. Have you ever heard anything like this? Yeah, I just heard it three times already today. you know and and, and so everybody thinks they're going through alone again because we were not ta- we were not taught to cry out loud, so we suffer in silence, and so we don't go to to people um, for help and guidance in those situations mm-hmm. okay. I like what you said
0: about making changes, and it''s it's, it's- all of this, all of these problems that, that, that are there, maybe they're lurking. Um, it's, it's a problem that needs to be addressed. And one thing that you wrote in the book here is that, uh, you, you need to start right now and not wait. Yeah. You need to ask yourself, what, what do I need to do today to create who, who, who I want to be and who I want to create, uh, one year from now if a year from now you want to be healthy and this is a a direct quote from your book. If a year from now you want to be healthy, you have to start eating right today. If two years from now you want to be healthy, you still have to start eating right today. Yeah. So, and I think that's awesome. So I, I kind of want to, uh, want you to tell the listeners right now where they can go to kind of, to, to learn more about this, but also to how to get a copy.
1: Of the book the five six seven dad yeah so they can they can go to five six seven dad Um so October eleventh, it comes out um, I don't know if that'll be the day this comes out um, and we're giving them away free so all it, it costs us like two dollars and sixty cents to make them it costs us like five bucks to ship them um, so all you have to do is pitch in for the um, shipping and handling, and for you know, our guys to pack it and stuff like that. And we're giving away 8,888 copies as a tribute to my old boss, Yogi Berra. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and, and it's, uh, it's just, this is a mission for me. This is a real deviation from our normal business. And, um, you know, it's just been an incredible time. And I just wanted to continue. I never want to get on the phone with a dad Cause I could hear it like in their voice. It's, it's like, it's the worst thing in the world um, to hear it. And I just, I just never wanted dad to have that. I know I can't totally eradicate it, but I've got this drum and I'm going to beat it while I can, while I can. And um, so that's our mission is to get this book in the hands and, and I want to get out, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of speaking and stuff now and getting out and talking to parents and teams and coaches. And um, it's been really exciting. So I'm excited to see, um, how this book helps people. That's awesome. And yeah. I just
0: want to say again, this, this, this book was great. Uh, I'm not a father yet. Um, I will be in about 12 more weeks or so. <laughs> awesome. Um, but the tips and the strategies that you lay out from, you know, more deeply discussing what five, six, seven is and what it can do for you and your son and not just them, but the whole family. Yep. Uh, as you, you were mentioning to, Tips to help you start the conversation, when to have it, you know what to say before games, during games, after games, yeah. how to choose a coach, when to back off when things get heated if they do. It's all in this book. It's 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 a playbook. It's a playbook. Yeah. Thank uh, you. And it's you know it's it's gonna be by my side. I've actually been given you know with uh, you know we introduced you know my my wife's pregnancy to the family months ago and I've gotten a handful of books you know like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, is only, this is the only dad book that I've read out of all those books oh I've nice so. <laughs> <laughs> well read those other ones too so I just want to say thank you so much for coming uh, on the podcast with 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 me I'm extremely happy to support your mission. And
1: um, I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Doc. No, thank you. I appreciate your friendship and your time and everything. You've always been uh, great to me. So thank you very much, man. Cool. All right, Paul. Thank you very much. So everybody head over to
0: 567dad.com and pick up your free copy of the 567dad book on October 11th.
1: October 11th. Yep. 567dad.com. October 11th. Yep. All right
0: alright guys alright I hope you enjoyed this episode I do apologize for uh, the buzzing the ringing that you heard Uh, that was my google voice line that was being called and I I apologize if that threw you off but I don't want that to detract from the message I want you to Go on October 11th, head to 567dad.com and pick up your free copy of the 567dad book. It's really, really a a great book. I had the pleasure to read it before I talked to Paul and I'm not even a dad yet and there are strategies in here that I can see myself applying just in my own life as it pertains to uh, my business and, and also my relationship with. My wife, uh, but um, when the time comes when I am lucky enough to be a father in here in a couple weeks at the time of this recording, um, there are definitely lots of strategies uh, and principles and tips that I will be imp- implementing from this book. So October 11th, head over to 567dad.com and pick up your free copy. I think you just might have to pay for sh- shipping, uh, which that seems pretty fair. And uh, I really do hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I do hope, I really do hope to uh, get more of these episodes out to you. So, enjoy!